The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Ah, there's that faccia. Beautiful. Faccia brut. Faccia brut. Hey, what do you hear? What do you say? This is Nick DiMatteo. You are listening to EC Radio. Yo, law infidels. That's right. It's Hacker Hameen. This is Al Schneer from the band Mo. Hey, this is Corey Glover from Living Color. And you're listening to EC Radio. And you're listening to EC Radio. Live on EC Radio with the Z-Man. So take the pizza out of your fat moron mouse. Sit back and listen before I give you a $5 face slap. You'll never forget, infidels. Yo, law. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption Team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. Oh, yeah, baby, we're doing it here on Wacky Wednesday, DC Radio Time, as we used to call it, the Hump Day Hoedown. I remember that. Remember that? Fuck yeah. Woohoo! We live on all our social media platforms right now. And, of course, home base at disruptionnetwork.net. Follow along. Join us, if you will. It's me, Z. How you doing? Greetings and salutations, Earthlings. And I'm stuffing my face over here. 
I am absolutely stuffing my face. We got some green kale and some noodles. And, oh, my God, Tim Hardiman from Taylor and the Cook is feeding me. I'm actually going to let him take over the show today <laughs> so I can stuff my face. So, and Tim, here. take it away, brother. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're going to play uh, uh, your requests and all the, all the hits today. <laughs> all your oh, soft wait, favorites. Don't play music. No, no more, no more music. <laughs> we used to, but... Um, there's algorithms out there these days. Gotcha. They block me for playing my own music. Really? <laughs> yeah. You have the rights to that. I know. I had to go in and contest it because it, it threw CD Babies, the distribution, and it's part of the algorithm. Well, it takes care of the musician, Ridiculous. though, right? That in, oh, yeah, in sure. End, my $3.50 like... I get once a year. <laughs> yeah, we got 10,000 downloads or something like that, and I got like $3.50. But that's for another podcast. But gotcha. it's great to see you, my good friend. Good to see you, man. How's everything? How's the wife, the kids, everything doing good? Everybody's great. Yeah. I don't see enough of them, but they're great. You know, um, Two kids at home. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. you're busy, bro. Yeah, bud. Two kids, two Can businesses. you believe you're somebody's dad? Uh, I have to tell myself that every day. If I went back 15 years ago <laughs> to when you were hanging out at the bar every night, the electric company back in the day, and would yeah, tell yeah. you 15 years from now, not only will you be this world-renowned chef, and you are world-renowned, don't roll your eyes at me, and you own this beautiful bakery, and you're going to be a father of two kids with a beautiful wife, what would you tell me? Yeah, you're bugging. <laughs> you're bugging. That was a different time. Back then, yeah. I didn't want kids, you know. Right. Well, we were out. Dude, you were young. Blacking out on a regular basis. How quick did it go by, though? Crazy. All those years of the EC, bam. Just everything. The well, life, life in general. Life, yeah, well, that's the truth. I'm pushing 40. Mm-hmm. Couple months. Couple months? Ooh. Yeah, man. When's your birthday? Like July? July, yeah. yeah. I don't know how I remember that, but. I know. I remember yours. Do you? Well, yours is an easy one. That's easy it's to remember. It's the first of the month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a welfare child. That's when I got to pay the rent. <laughs> but yeah, you're pushing 40, huh? We're going to have a big dude. party this year? I don't know. You know what I want? You know what I'm thinking about doing? What's up? Um, big fan of the band. Obviously, we're going to talk about that, but uh, you can rent Big Pink. The house, remember the house that, where they they were with uh, Bob Dylan, where they wrote all the. Mm. You can rent that house in Woodstock. Can you really? Yeah, man, and I'm I'm a real big fan of the band. Like rent it for a party? Yeah, no, <laughs> there, it's or actually just rent it's it like Airbnb. To... Oh, I got you. And there's you, if you go to the the site, um, they make it pretty clear you're not going to throw a party because <laughs> I'm sure people have done that before. They probably have security there and stuff. But... Well, I don't know, but the, so the the basement is a recording studio. Where and that basement, you remember the Bob Dylan, the basement? Absolutely. Yeah. That's that house, dude. Gotcha. And so whoever owns it now is a musician, and uh, he has a recording studio in there. So, you know, you read it. The basement is not part of the rental. It is locked, you know. Uh, but I was, we Do they still record in there? This guy does. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who he is, though. You know, I don't. He's a, some you know local downstate musician, but he records. Yeah, it's a it's a full fledged recording studio. Wow. I mean, back then, I don't think it was really that full fledged. You know, they were sitting around doing what they do and and you know, recording on the on the reel to reel. Speaking but, of Bob Dylan, he's in Utica tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm going. Are you? Oh yeah, I'll be there too. The doctor helped me out with some tickets. I so. got to be there at seven thirty in the You're morning working. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm the runner, so I might have to. Well, I'm going to cater to Bob's needs. You know the story, right? <laughs> What's the, the, the story? story where they they found him across? The, it was the last time. Oh, I know the story yeah. very well. So, is there any truth to that? Okay, 
I worked at Griffin's for a while, right? But not back then. Not back then. This was like 91 or something, 92. Yeah, yeah. He, he's playing at the Stanley Theater. Yeah. Nobody can find him. Tour right. manager combing the streets of Utica looking for Bob Dylan. They have no idea where he is. You know where he was? They found him at Griffin's. At right? Griffin's. Or Griffin's, yeah, you're Griffin's. And then Mikey Griffin had no idea that that was Bob Dylan, thought it was a homeless guy. <laughs> I've talked to Mikey about this before. He goes, see, I had no idea that was Bob Dylan. He just kept on pouring him. Yeah, he was (laughs) shit-faced. Prior to the show. Prior to the show. They say he doesn't drink now, so. I I don't know. Well, he's, what, 77 years old? Yeah, I was listening to the new album just so I could, you know, get my head around it because I... Obviously, you love Bob Dylan, but I haven't really kept up on his music. And, uh, yeah, he's old. Oh, yeah. He's definitely getting up there. It was like swing music, the album that I was listening to. I honestly didn't dig it that much. He's bringing a personal chef with him. He has a personal chef on the road. Really? With him. What band now would that's... you what band would you be involved with if they asked you, "Hey, come out on the road with us?" I don't know. I mean, you, you pick your favorite ones, but if I'm going to pick one real? Yeah. Realistic? Realistic. Mont Blue. My blue. I got a shot at that. You know, I've already auditioned, dude. You hear that, Ryan? <laughs> Fucking call me up when you make it big. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, You're already in. Yeah, I feel like it. Mm-hmm. I've, I like I've done the audition. I think so too. Of course, I'd like to cook for fish. Yeah, you know. Um, you know who? You know who I really dig? Sturgill Simpson. I'd like to cook for him. I, yeah. I, I bet he. I bet he could use a personal chef. You would have to go on the road six weeks. It would suck, dude. It would suck. But you know, you'd be well. You maybe. What if you could bring your family with you? Yeah, if I had my own bus, mm-hmm. my own tour bus with a nice kitchen in it. See, That'd at, be awesome. At Bob Dylan level, I'm sure the caterer might have his own bus and his own with a you portable know, you kitchen prep somewhere, and stuff. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Bob's probably got all sorts of dietary issues. <laughs> No doubt. No. It's going to be a great show. It's practically sold out. There's only like 20 tickets left. So cool. it's going to be a good time, Bob I'm Dylan. excited. I'm, uh, you know, I mean, just to have super quality entertainment like that, you know, big names coming through Utica is really important. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been you know, complaining for years that we don't get the, the, the talent through, through the Stanley that I hope we would. And that, what am I doing about it? Nothing but complaining. But I do buy a ticket when they come through, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh I think Jerry's doing good things for that. And, he and, brought uh, that place back from obscurity. Yeah, yeah, because that's a historic theater. Oh yeah, and there should be good there should be good acts in there, mm-hmm. you know. And, and sh- they should appeal to everybody, not just me, right. you know. But uh, I remember a few years ago, you know, it was before Jerry took over. I was, you know, Facebook bitching and bitching that I have to go to Albany or Syracuse or or, but. I later learned from smart people on on the board and stuff that it's 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 not just as simple as like Bob Dylan at the Stanley he can't be playing in like certain places right isn't there's that? a radius clause yeah, there's yeah. a lot of factors that go into booking a show yeah and Stacy told me a lot about that too you know and it's like you don't think about it like that just play the Stanley yeah and uh, so however however Jerry's pulling it off and 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 the rest of the crew there it's awesome to see you know Bob Dylan coming through That's I wish it was that easy yeah just to book whomever right. But it's it's not. And well, and you know, there's and, competition and, all over. Well, the sure, place and too. it's the same thing at the EC when you were booking. You know, mm-hmm. you used to have to deal with that when you got into bigger names, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. radius clauses and yeah. can't play this at a certain amount of time and right. whatever. There's just so many loopholes to jump through. Just like any business, dude. There right. are so many things that people don't know about how it operates, and then they just they got opinions. You know, I don't know how to book a band. I just want to see more bands, and I want to. 
scream and yell about it when when I don't see the bands I want to see in Utica, you know. But um, <laughs> I like to get out of town too and, and see a concert. But yeah, it's awesome. I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked that the Stanleys, you know, got good life to it, and, and uh, Jerry's the right man for the job. And well, he announced his retirement. He did. Yeah, he's going to be leaving probably around March. Oh man. Yeah, and he's going to stay a little hands on. To, throughout uh, the, throughout polishing the years. up the old resume there, are you? Uh, <laughs> maybe. You never know. You can do that uh, job. <laughs> they can, yeah, probably. I could easily do that job. I'll polish up the old resume. So we'll see what happens. You were working there. Are you still? I still work you, there. So, oh, yeah. It's, it's not I love day. working there. It's not every day, though. No, it's just events. Just events. I'm only there for the events. It's my part-time gig. My side hustle, as the kids like to call it. Well, I love working there. It's beautiful. The theater's gorgeous. They put, what, $20 million into the place. Such it's a, a top-notch. It theater really right a cool now place to be. it is it, it, there's a kitchen in there now and there's the a kitchen is great i catered a, a a big event there and uh we pulled it off flawlessly in that little thing in the well little so we we worked it, it the kitchen isn't it's well designed but it's not in the best place right so we did uh it was one of um tom stars and uh um gina's events there and and so we did dinner right on the stage yes Last summer, and uh, so we set up like we we operated out of the third floor kitchen, and then we set up like a, a staging area on the loading dock, and that's where we served from. And then we did hundred and I can't remember. Gene'd have to tell us how many people um, um, we did, but it was awesome. Strung sideways played, you know, and they came up out of the pit. Wow! Did they facing they, the stage? They rose up. Yeah, they rose up. Very cool. And they're facing the stage, and you're looking out at the empty theater. Like it's a really cool. A lot of people in their life will never stand on a, a theater stage like that and look out and see what it's like. Yeah. You know, no talent fucks like me. You know, I'll never see that side of the stage. And so that was that's one of the the coolest parts of that event is is being able to see what what the Stanley looks like. You know, empty. Yeah, and behind the scenes too. Totally. And all the money they put into that place. I mean, Seriously, it's a top notch facility now. No doubt about it. it really, crown is. jewel. And then when you go to like the other contemporary ones, like the Landmark. Or the palace, you're like, yeah, the Stanley's nicer than this. Well, yeah, they need the renovations. Is, is what's going on, and from what I hear, the palace will be, and the one in Albany will be going through some renovations. And oh yeah, in the next. I mean, while years. we were just there, um, I didn't see anything that like, you know, screamed renovation. But boy, what a show! I'm glad you're talking about this right now because I'm gonna soon. I'm gonna come up with the best shows I've seen all year. I like to do that. Okay, every yeah, year. yeah, yeah. And I usually do maybe like a top five or a top ten. And yeah. I've seen a lot of great shows this year. Worked a lot of great oh, shit. We worked like eighty shows. Well, yeah, this you summer. see so much, and then you stay fair and all that. You know, but even when I'm not working, I feel like I go to a show. Yeah. And that show, David Byrne at the Palace Theater, we all got to hang out a little afterwards, which was really cool. Everybody meeting up yeah, at yeah. the end like that. Well, um, that was the show of the year for me. No doubt. For you too. No doubt. Dude, it might have been the show of the decade. I mean, that was <laughs> awesome. I, I just I revere that guy. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, th that's that's in like my top five of all time. Really? And you know what else is in there? Uh, is the time I saw him at the Turning Stone. Were you at that one? I wasn't. Oh, that was great. Uh, I mean, because the the showroom. And we were on the. Remember when they used to have the like the cabaret tables on the floor? Yeah, they still do. No, 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 no. They got row seating there on the floor in the in the showroom. Like, oh right, you're like, right, you're right. But they had those tables, and the, the seats weren't good because you'd have to be, like, turned. Or, oh, they're or like something. banquet tables, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. We were dancing on the tables <laughs> that night. I think Joe Sweet was over in, in that area, and we were on the tables, like, dancing to, to David Byrne. That doesn't shock me. There might have been some, some drinking going on. That, that doesn't you shock You could bring me. your own booze in then. 
Oh, that was yeah. before they had liquor license. Oh wow! So is this when the showroom like first opened or something? Well, or? it was. I don't know. It was ten years ago. Ten years ago. It was long before I met my wife. Long before I had kids. It was definitely in the EC days. David Byrne was on my bucket list until I seen him at the Albany. Yeah. In Albany, in the Palace. That was and awesome. What a show! Like everything was wireless. That was crazy. I mean, and a marching band, like it, well, a drum a, percussion it was so marching choreographed. band. Choreographed. And, yeah. and normally, I don't like. You know, I want to see improvisational music you know that's where my like my head is at and that's what most of the stuff that i see and there was nothing improvisational about that right but it was awesome that was so cool i'm still high from that show i know i, I, I was, smile on my face seriously. all night and dancing we had so much fun so much fun that was a great concert man that was my show of the year and then my number two i have that's my top three. I'm going to tell my top three right now. My number two is the Struts this year at the Westcott. They, oh, yeah? They played. The, they're an amazing rock and roll band. Yeah. Amazing rock and roll band. They're actually waving the flag for rock and roll. They're revitalizing no rock and roll. You have I've to check them out. My radar. It's kind of like the Rolling Stones meet Queen. Very classic rock soundish, okay. but it, with a modern twist to it. And their front man is pretty much the reincarnation of Freddie Mercury. No He's shit. unbelievable. He had everybody laying on the ground, jumping around. I mean, he commands this awesome stage presence. You have to That's check awesome. him out. Where are they from? They're from England. Oh, no They shit. were opening for the Foo Fighters all summer long, and then they had a date off, and they wanted to play. And they got out of the radius and they, and they played. <laughs> well, it was the night before they played MSG. The night before they played, they were opening for the Foo Fighters. They played at the Westcott Theater. How about that? Yeah, and it was a hot summer day. Oh, oh my great. God, it was sticky. Sticky, huh. sticky, sticky. But what a great show. Check those guys out. They're, they're on the radio big time right now. You're probably not listening to popular radio right now. No, Neither do I. But you hear them kind of like when you're walking through the mall. And, oh, no shit. Yeah, there's so probably a song out probably, there you might yeah. recognize for sure. Cool. For sure. But All high right, so that's energy. number one and number two. Number three was Moe's return when Rob came back from cancer. I think it was in February at the Capitol Theater. Yeah, yeah. I've never felt so much love in a room in my life. I'm getting chills talking about I, it. I watched, I watched you know, all those pictures, and I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I really want to put it number one, but it's like David Byrne, you know, maybe I'll put it number two and put well, the struts yeah, number three. Moe's close to your heart, dude, you know? David. I mean, Burn was a bucket list. That's yeah. why I put him there. Gotcha. But Rob coming back from cancer at the Capitol. And they Theater. had like the, the, they have a relationship with the Capitol, like the the stage hands. Remember, like I I wasn't at the show, but like that was cool. They were all wearing Rob yeah, T-shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. And dude. the crowd when they first took the stage, the crowd cheered for probably about 15, 20 minutes God. and didn't let them take didn't let them play. No, just sat there and screamed their heads off for Rob. I mean, awesome, it was so. Dude. I'm getting chills just talking I, about you it. And me both. Dude. That's it, really it was cool. amazing. It was beautiful, and the, the love in that room was just oh. And then you know they're going to deliver a fucking killer. Oh, it was hot. Yeah, it was hot. Great. It was a great, great night. I've never been so. to the Capitol Theater, but that's a That's a theater. must for you to that's check a, out, bro. Historic theater. You, knowing you the way I know yeah, you, yeah. you will love that place. Totally. Because it's so tripped out in there. Yeah. And Peter Shapiro's a genius, man. Yeah. He's the one that created the Brooklyn Bowl. He also oh, okay. used to own the Wetlands back in the day. Um, yeah, the guy's been he, all the big clubs. He's huh? the producer of Lock In as well. Oh no shit! So yeah, he owns so the Capitol he Theater. bought like because that place was crumbling, wasn't it? The like, place was a heroin den at one time. Really, it was just all homeless people like crashing out in there. But like the dead used to play there in the sixties. Yeah, right? Bob Dylan, everybody yeah. came through there. That's crazy. All so the way he, up to about the eighties. So in the nineties is when the homeless people kind of you know moved. Sounds in like the Hotel Utica. <laughs> <laughs> Remember before the revitalization? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was called the Hunter House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those... I'd drive by there with my dad. I'd be like, Dad, what are those people? 
don't look at those people. <laughs> Everybody talking to telephone yeah. poles and shit. <laughs> and then uh, one day, uh, the guy tunnels just said, "Okay, you guys gotta get the hell out of here," yeah. and all those people went on the yeah, streets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and that's what made up West Utica today. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Uh, oh, it's hilarious. Tim Hardeman joining me today. What's this wine we're drinking? I'm I drinking br- wine, by the way. I never drink wine. I br- well, you're good Italian. You know, I brought you some red wine. Well, it gets me super horny, and then it makes my head all red. And like, Perfect. in a little bit, I'm going to pop a boner. But anyways, Perfect. What, what my are we plan drinking is here? working yeah. perfectly. <laughs> so I brought some New York State wine. Uh, that's my that's my bag. I like to talk about New York State wine. So uh, um, this is uh, from the Hector Wine Company on Seneca Lake. Uh, it's called Soul Red. I picked that because it's got a cool name, but it tastes pretty good too, huh? That's, yeah, a, that's what they call great. a Bordeaux blend. So it's got uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It's a nice, nice, nice red wine from New York, which people don't think Are, can happen. Red wine is that your thing, um, or is it depending on the mood? It really depends. I mean, I, uh, I probably drink more beer than I, I drink wine, but mm. if I'm if I'm eating food, I drink wine. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I like to drink a little whiskey from time to time. Yeah, time to time. <laughs> Vodka at a wedding. Dabble a little bit. See, my thing is, growing up as a kid, in my Italian family, we would drink wine at seven years old, six years old. Yep. So this is giving me a childhood flashback right now. Did they cut it with a little water for you? <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, is and, and I smartened up to it when I got older. All the, you know, early. exactly. Yeah. They're giving us the wine so we could pass out early. Damn right. <laughs> and this is like Sunday afternoon. We're drinking right. wine. And so <laughs> I'm in bed by 5 p.m. Out. Then the adults can have a good time. Yeah, and get the, yeah. Goodbye, kids. Get out of here. See, mama's mama's you knew what she was doing. That was actually my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my grandparents. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, shit, yeah. Mom wasn't really a drinker. She doesn't really drink. She. She'd have a. That doesn't mean she can't give you booze to put you to bed. Yeah, I'm sure she has a couple times. But it would, I'd be teething or something. Put a yeah, little yeah. rum on your gums. My grandmother used to give me uh, warm milk, and she'd put a little whiskey in it. Really? Like just a little. And you carried that over into your adulthood, right? Yeah, that's how I, I developed my taste for <laughs> milk and whiskey. Is that considered Irish cream? <laughs> something like that. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's Irish cream though? Like B- Bailey's or something? There's eggs in that. So you is know there? what it is. If if all that stuff now is you know made to be bottled, but you know if you if you are drinking, you can make that you know a, a, an Irish cream or a, any sort of a cream whiskey. So it's a custard. It's like eggnog. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. eggs and and cream, and it should be cooked. Um, but you can also have an eggnog with raw egg, and then you know whatever you put in it, you put you know whiskey in it now you're looking at baileys if you put you know rum in it you're you're looking at uh you know something else and and so it's just a if you put rum in it you know whatever it's it's a it's a drinkable custard it's like dessert and booze all in the same one drinkable custard i like that you might be on something with this i tried to serve eggnog (laughs) at the restaurant once but it didn't go over very well people weren't into it so would you separate the yolks if you're making eggnog? Would you separate the yolks? Depend. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd pr- you would use a couple whole eggs and a couple of uh, of yolks to make it a little richer. How do you separate? Just sit there and go back and forth. I just use my hand. I crack it right into my hand and let the white run through my fingers, and then you're holding the the yolk in your fingers. Ah, I I'll like send that you a idea. recipe for. I'll send you the one we used to use at uh, at the restaurant. You can make it around the holidays. I used to make it with my grandmother. Yeah, and that's it's what, really I, good. Eggnog's sure got a bad rap. Tim, everything you make is really good. Well, but I mean, I'm not the only one that made your grandma's. Your grandma's. It was really uh, good. Eggnog was good. It was really sweet though. She put a lot of sugar in it. 
She put a lot of sugar in it. I mean, if you threw that stuff in an ice cream maker, it would make ice cream. You know, right. that's that's it's it is a, a custard is a sweetened you know mixture of egg and cream. So, and then you add some booze to it. It's really good. But eggnog's got a bad rap from like, you know, Stewarts and and you buy it in a carton, and that's not very good. Mm. But if you make it from scratch, that's good. And and if you get real loaded and throw up, uh, it's not good. <laughs> right. That's what we would drink eggnog all afternoon and then give us wine to put us to bed. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'll just give you a little <laughs> dose of my childhood, a little dose of it. <laughs> That's what oh, happened. Oh, that is funny. Oh, the Italian customs. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, we got to talk Taylor and the Cook. All right. Because I know a little bit about it. You guys are winning awards and, and making national news. And do you. Are you sitting at home every day trying to design new dishes, or are you just kind of just let it flow? No. no? Uh, well, first of all, I'm not the only one designing dishes, gotcha. that's for sure. Um, when I'm sitting at home, I'm trying really hard not to think about it, um, which, you know, when you own your own business, you, you know. Can't. You can never shut it off. But uh, uh, the, 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 the process of coming up with new stuff is uh, not anywhere near as... Um, structured as people think it is you know yeah um a lot of times a dish is built around you know like you don't know that you're necessarily going to be doing uh uh what the protein what the meat would be in it or what the vegetables but well here's an example like it's off the menu now but we did a the, our last duck dish was carnitas um which is a way to cook pork usually in, in i was just gonna say it's pork yeah. in spanish and so I had the idea that I wanted to do carnitas. We had done a pork carnitas on the menu probably like five years ago. And uh, we needed, it was time to change the duck preparation. And so that's how that dish came about. And nobody's, uh, well, I'm not going to say nobody because I'm sure I didn't invent it. But people don't generally do a carnitas of, of ducks. But we gave that a shot. And it was a, it was a pretty good, you know, pretty, uh, pretty successful dish. You know, it sold well. People were happy about it. What's the so most popular dish over there? Filet mignon. Filet I wish it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take it off the menu, honestly. But really, uh, you don't you don't take something away that works well, right? You know, it's just uh, it's like taking Derek Jeter out of your lineup, right? Yeah, <laughs> just just to say that you can win a game without him, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I it's not what I look at as as something that's an expression of the food that we really do the best, but people love it, mm-hmm. and uh, I probably have an angry mob if I if I took it off the menu. It's been on the menu since day one. You know, we changed the prep up a little bit, but. Right. And that's something you got to kind of roll with, too, as oh, far yeah. as changing up your dishes and stuff like that. Kind of like people don't like the same genre of music. Right. So they don't like the same food. or No, they or don't. Or and, and you know, you got to constantly be recreating yourself. If if, uh, if the menu doesn't change, people are going to get bored right. real fast, mm-hmm. especially up at our price point. You know, they expect to be, you know, wowed each time they come in if they're going to cough up that kind of money. So it's got to be changing. And, and also because we are, you know, we're farm to table. So to keep a preparation on longer than maybe three months or four months is, is difficult because whatever vegetables are on and they're out of season, you know, so. Um, yeah, well, you can't get lemons in, in January. Well, right? so <laughs> citrus is like the only thing that well you can't get lemons I in mean, utica right <laughs> i got local, a lemon tree in my backyard local oranges <laughs> so you know we're not 100 percent local but you know yeah but you're 90 percent local what yeah we're uh, in the height of uh in the height of the produce season we're about 85 percent of our of our perishable inventory is is local so you know the pork dish might have 
you know, it's not going to have zucchini and summer squash on it right now. It's going to have uh, butternut squash and, and, you know, Brussels sprouts because that's what time of year it is. So we're always forced to keep recreating because we want to stay with the seasons. Is it safe to say you guys are the first farm to table in the area? Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. We were the first ones to, to really devote all of our attention to it. Right. I guess that's what I would say. Yeah, we were the first farm-to-table restaurant. It didn't really become a popular thing until after you opened. Yeah. In well, my- you know, as well as everybody, you know, our market is a few years behind most other markets. A few? <laughs> All right, Tom. I, I call it two decades. <laughs> <laughs> so um, It's getting better, though. Yeah. It's getting better. And farm-to-table is a really, uh, you know, like, here's what it is. Know your farmer. Right. N- have a person... At the other end of a sale, not a not a laptop, not a Cisco truck. That's what farm to table is. So it's it's not a real like highfalutin concept. It, I had my friend Mark Jackson on, um, amazing chef down yeah. in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. He was on a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. In fact, I got to turn you on to his uh, podcast that he's doing. It's called Order Fire TV. Oh, that's cool. And he he um, displays all the. Awesome restaurants in Charlotte, and, and he's a local guy. I grew up with yeah, him. Yeah, and I've, I've known heard him for his years name a bunch. I've never met him. Oh, but. yeah, he used to work at Joey's and yeah. Grimaldi's and all them. He was a chef back then, and he brought, like, Utica down there and That's stuff. Awesome. And he was saying the same thing, farm to table, because he had a restaurant for a while, and it was like, get to know your farmers. You know, it's yeah. it's important to know where you're getting your food from. Yeah, man, and, and, you know, restaurants don't have to go the, the way that we did. You know, we don't have to go. You, you don't have to put as much emphasis on it because it's hard. It takes a lot of extra time. It's just important that we support the local agricultural community because, you know, I mean, uh, it's not supposed to come on an airplane, man, you mm-hmm. know. That, or be injected with shit. No, that's that's the, the big part of it. Right. People are like, oh, you own that organic restaurant. Well, not necessarily. But I can tell you because I talk to all my farmers that they're practicing organics, you mm-hmm. know. So I feel good about it. And it's just what our grandparents did. Our grandparents knew the egg guy. Mm-hmm. Knew the, the milk, milk guy. Yeah. yeah, they knew the people that were were raising the cow and the, and the pig, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Simple. It's just on a larger scale. Going back to the old ways. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it was all. It's important to know where your food comes from. There was like no corporation food back then. No, there wasn't. Yeah. You know, the the or cloning or any of that that goes on. Well, and it's because, I mean, I'm not a food scientist, but supermarkets, right? That has been the evolution of of how Americans receive their food you know you go into one building and you get everything you want and so it becomes easier to shop and therefore volume increases if it's easier to feed your family it's easier to shop and of course not everybody has the ability to just walk in there and drop a bunch of money there are people that struggle of course but um the easier it is for you to obtain these things the more the demand goes up right and then you gotta you gotta put thousand chickens on the shelf not five you know and, and the, so the agriculture changed to to meet the the demand that the that the this sounds boring as shit <laughs> i'm no. listening to myself no talk, it's not you know, boring like, to me at all actually yeah. because what's going the, the, on the, 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 you gotta write the agriculture <laughs> rises to meet the demand people well, are like Unlistening right now. <laughs> People need to be educated, though, and yeah. that's the thing with the, like this whole Monsanto thing that's going on and putting injections into your food, and you don't know what's going on behind those gates in no. Monsanto. You no, have man. no idea, and people are eating it, and all of a sudden, all these 
you know, diseases are coming to arise and, and people yeah. are, be, cancer is coming and it, all that stuff. Is, and it's because of our food. People yeah, are, man. they're putting shit in our food. That's, and and they need to be educated and not just go shop at Walmart and think that meat's good. Because I hate to tell you, it's really not. You no, should know not. where you're getting your meat from. Yeah. And, you know, like Monsanto with the, with the produce, you know, like they developed seeds that were, you know, Roundup. They call them Roundup Ready. That means you can plant a field of whatever, let's call it corn or green beans, and they're Roundup Ready seeds. That means you can fly your plane over and just hose the thing with Roundup, and the plants are resistant to it. So and they're just laced. It's laced. <laughs> it's laced. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything being laced. No, yet. not at all. <laughs> Stacy wants you to add a seafood Newberg to your menu. Oh, that's rich. Yeah. If Stacy would get her ass to Utica and have dinner with me, I might consider that. And since we're on the subject of Stacy, we got to mention the Salt City Waltz that's going on Saturday, November twenty fourth. You mentioned the band earlier, and. You've gone to this event before, and I have, and it's an amazing event. She it really is. Redesigns. I weaseled my way right into <laughs> She did not invite me. <laughs> she redesigns the whole Palace Theater as the actual theater of it's the band so Les cool. Waltz. It's so cool. So cool. I mean, that the Les Waltz is is something special, and she just does it on a on a local level. It's so cool. Yeah. Mama does it big. Nobody it's, does it better than Mama. It's really special in there. I it mean, is. I, I don't know how else to say it. You know, like that's a really cool evening. To the light design and the backdrop and the yeah. chandelier and, and just, you know, the way the and songs are in order. The artists, and she know? handpicks the artist. And she handpicks. I don't know a lot of these artists that she's announcing for this year, but like clearly, they're they're quality. Yeah. You know, and they all have Always. ties to Syracuse, and that's really cool. Yeah. They got I'm Utica still... ties too. Braids has played oh, sure, a few sure, times, sure, yeah. and and the boys from Blanco, so usually the yeah, backup band, right, right. and and uh, I know she's got George Rossi coming in this year, and just a lot of people. She's got the um, uh, Old Mains plan too. The Old Mains, great. Yeah, I yeah. love that band. They're great. I love the fact that they're getting really popular right now too. They are. And people are talking about them left and right. Yeah, so man. good, good guys too, man. They're totally. out there on their grind. Hustling. I don't know them too well, but every time I see them, you can tell they really like what they're doing. They and, love uh, it. They love it. Quality. But the waltz is happening at the Palace Theater in Syracuse up on James Street yeah. in Syracuse. Go check it out. It's a great event. It happens on Saturday, November 24th. And you're doing like this VIP thing, right? Yeah. So uh, after I went a couple of years ago, and it, it really I really touched me. And I, I last next time I talked to her, I was like, I want to be a part of that. And so if you're a big fan of the, the last waltz or the band, you might have heard that um, – that you know, of course, was their last concert in the Winterland, and you know, Bill Graham and and you know, Martin, Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. But they so prior to what you see in the film, they served Thanksgiving dinner to the whole theater, and there was ballroom dancing and in like before the, the show, right? Before the show okay. in the afternoon, because uh, it was Thanksgiving Day, and you know, I don't they know. They filmed that on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, man. I did not know that. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving Day. And they they fed him Thanksgiving dinner, and like she sent me the the like the menu once. It was like a ton of sweet potatoes, because uh, it's like thirty thousand. I don't know how many. I, I shouldn't even say that because I don't know how many people the, the Winterland held, but it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was big, and they fed them all, and they all ballroom danced in the afternoon, and then you know the band went on. <laughs> so I was like, let's do that. Let's recreate it, and you know, obviously we're not going to feed the whole the whole Palace Theater, and it's not on Thanksgiving. Uh, that wouldn't wouldn't fly and it's two days after thanksgiving so we're not going to give people that nobody's going to buy a ticket for thanksgiving dinner so we just we're taking the vibe 
and the idea of eating together communally in that upstairs area. Um, and so we're hoping to get 60 people in there. Ticket sales are a little light so far, but she said people are just, they won't, they won't commit. They, they, it's last minute. You it's know? true. It, it'll be fine. So there is no Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I'm, it's actually beef and, and shrimp. And, and so it's, we, I tried to make sure that it didn't, because if, if, if you looked at the menu and like, I don't want another Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday after Thanksgiving. So, um, but, uh, you know, all you can drink, we're going to pair wines and beers with it. And, uh, it's a really awesome menu and it's, you know, I, I suppose you could look at it as kind of pricey, but for 150 bucks, you get dinner and all you can drink, all you can drink, all you can drink. <laughs> I feel like I really need to stress that. And, uh, She's like, shut him up. See? No, if you're like you or I, $150 all you can drink well, here's the, <laughs> and here's a great dinner and a show. Yeah. I was talking to my friend Mo, and she's like, you know, if you didn't go to this dinner, you'd go to the Tusk for, you know, a burger and like, a couple rounds to get primed up, and you'd drop $150. And um, so you get in early, mm -hmm. nice dinner with nice wines and beers. And then a meet and greet with all the the cast and the performers, signed poster, wicked cool laminate, and then you get to be in the upstairs in the balcony. So you got like VIP seating. Yeah, the whole balcony is VIP. Yeah, man. And so and private bucks. bathroom too. Totally. There's a private bathroom no, up there. Yeah, so yeah, there's you no don't wait have in to, lines. Yeah. And, yeah, it's nice in there. So where do you prepare the food for this event? That, there's there is, a really awesome kitchen there. There is like a really well laid out, spacious kitchen. Yeah, it's gonna be easy. Upstairs, we, there's a kitchen? Yeah, right in that. Where the uh, bar area is? Yeah, yeah. So it's actually like attached to the bar. If you look past the bar, it's a, it's a big space. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Duh. Okay, yeah. I so do So we're going to put one big long table right down the center of the room there with the fireplace, mm -hmm. and, and uh, hopefully there are still tickets available, lots of them. How do they get tickets if they're interested? Oh, Jesus. I, uh, I, did I have to ask you that? <laughs> Just uh, search Salt City Waltz. Go and, to the uh, Salt City Waltz. Yeah, she's selling the tickets for the dinner are available only online. Okay. And then I, you can buy um, you know tickets for the Waltz, I think, at the, what's the name of the, the Sound Garden. Um, and then I think you can buy those tickets as well. But all the information is on, uh, social on, the, media. on the Facebook. Yep, yeah, it's all over social media. So, so I'm hoping we can sell some more tickets. We're we're you know we're gonna do it. But I the 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 vibe in there gets better with every person at that table. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. uh, we'll do it for 20 people, 30 people, and we'll have a good time no matter how or how many are in there. But think about a one long table. We're serving it family style, so you'll pass and and uh, you know pat, we'll just set the bottles of wine right on the table and and. Uh, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, it starts at 5, and, and I th well, it starts around 5, I guess, um, dinner. And, you know, just relaxing dinner. There's nice. That's a great room up there with the fireplace. It is. And, and, uh, and the library. Yeah. It's, it's so really cool. cozy. It really is, and especially it's cold out. And, and so to me, it's a no-brainer. And come on, friends in Syracuse. I mean, everybody's, you know, everybody's like, when are you going to open in Syracuse? Well, the answer is never. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the show on the road for this one day, so come check it out. You know, and here's your opportunity to check out your food if you're living in Syracuse, and don't get a chance to come down and see exactly. Utica. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great menu, and it's a and the food is like a you know the pinky finger of this evening. That it's just the icing on the cake. You mm -hmm. know, why wouldn't you fill your belly with good food, and and then watch like 
pretty much the coolest event that happens in you know music related event that happens in in central new york as far as i'm concerned indeed and so. she's saying you can get tickets at cctix.com creative concerts link there that's cctix maybe we'd sell some more tickets if i knew where the fuck to send it <laughs> brian corner's just saying he's in and he's very much looking forward to so this. i this I've never I don't know if I've met Brian Cornish, but I'm thankful for he's really pushing it for me on online, and I'm I'm looking forward to to shaking your hand, buddy, because um, he, everybody's like, you know, talking about it online, but he's always making uh, specifically referring to uh, to us. And if I have met you before, I'm sorry. I meet a lot of people. And yeah, you're popular. I you, guess people like you. I'm usually half loaded. <laughs> it's going to be a great night, though. Check it out a couple of days after Thanksgiving, and a good night to get together with all your well, all my friends. You're going to be there? there. Oh yeah, I'm coming. All right. I'm coming. We probably might even do some live streaming there. Really? Well, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, depending on set up over in the corner there. Yeah, and, yeah, it depends on manpower. Really? If I got it. If not, I could just set up a camera and a tripod and just that's cool. Click stream go. So other click than that, would you be working or would you just be hanging out? No, I'm hanging. All right, sweet. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna hang for sure. Cool. And I'm just probably gonna click live. So Marky, Stacy's son, yeah, my yeah. great friend yeah, Marky, yeah. he was out in uh, Minneapolis right now and he wants to see it and he, oh, that's cool. the best way to see it. Is that it where he lives? Him. Yeah, he's oh, okay. running a theater out there. No kidding. Yep. I'm working for Live Nation, so cool. he wants to check out the show, and this is the best way for him to check totally. it out. So we'll just live stream or something. That's cool. Yeah, I'm hoping to bring the whole system or not, but if I don't, I gotta just set up maybe a little go live off my phone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, she say no. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Tim. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll hang out with Tori anyways. There you go. You guys can go drink, but we got, actually we have to get up early the next morning because we're. Uh, we're going to join up with Alex Carbone and the Fitness Mill crew to do uh, the Thanks Living boot camp that they oh, got. Oh, that's cool. I, I signed so you're myself have up to take for it. it a little easy. A little easy. What I, time I signed you up. Get up? For eight, well, that starts at 8:30 in the Ooh. morning, so it's so going to be a little brutal. But it's for Make-A-Wish and Tori's big on Make-A-Wish. In fact, Absolutely. Tori was a Make-A-Wish kid when she was a she had I know that story. cancer yeah. as a kid yeah, and yeah. stuff, so it's very near and dear to her heart. That's so more important to, than catching any buzz. That's we have for sure. to Yeah, we have to do this. But I'm definitely going to bust your balls about um leaving early or not I, drinking very much. <laughs> so, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I have uh, my other vices. I'll be half know. in the bag. <laughs> the other thing somebody wanted me to bring up today, somebody. Somebody uh was they, they let me bring it. What was it? They want to talk about titty, titties, wieners, and buns. And wait, how did they word it? I feel like we've we. I was here about a year ago. I was just going to say that. Like we talked about this before. I mean, but uh, something there is some. Uh, I feel like there's nothing fresh to talk about. But there is, you know, it was revived this year. It was. Yeah, man. One day only. What? I guess we didn't do a very good job uh, marketing it. Well, Chris I wasn't Telgo, a, poor marketing. I wasn't around the summer much. So um, the Chris uh, and Tracy. Revived it one day only for the Nail Creek 10th anniversary. Really? Yep. I didn't cook. You didn't? No, fuck no. And you've got some new t-shirts. They're hot. Uh, like, uh, Graz didn't do them this time, I don't think. Um, they're like neon yellow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Titties, wieners, and buns, though. is the best name for a hot dog car ever, which I, really wasn't even a car. I it don't was just even like a know tent. why I'm doing what I'm doing. We should still be selling hot dogs. And, and home records. Because I'd be probably very wealthy. <laughs> um, they stopped producing the home record, Smith Packing. Apparently, there was no sales behind it. We were the only one buying it. A band had just seen the 10th anniversary party for Nail Creek was saw the return. Yeah. Titties, wieners, and buns. Yeah, it was good. I mean, they, the uh, Telgo's crew from, from Nail Creek pulled it off, and, you know, we pulled out. they pulled out all the old uh, specials, the Belligerent Melinda and the Michael Jackson and the... Uh, Who's Melinda? 
Was it a friend of yours? God, I, I don't like telling this. No, she was not a friend of ours. X? Um, no, <laughs> I, I don't like telling the story because one day she's going to hear it. Like, So this is this chick we went to, to, to college with, and uh, um, she... Uh, I don't even know what her last name was. She wasn't really very friendly, but I went to Paul Smith's college. There's nine peop- 900 people on campus, so to keg parties, there'd always be this broad, and she would be really obnoxious. She was like, that girl. Oh, rah, 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 you know, spilling her drink and bitching, and, you know. And uh, we, we used to call her belligerent Melinda. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's <coughs> excuse me, it's kind of fucked up because I didn't really know her from anybody, you know, but it was college, and... and uh, the one we came up with that sandwich, which was basically everything on the menu on one sandwich. Cheeseburger, sausage patty, pulled pork, kraut. <coughs> on a tiny little burger bun. It was sloppy and nasty. and It, <laughs> <laughs> it was a belligerent Melinda. He had some really creative names for those. Yeah, the Michael Jackson was the, uh, of course, this was pre-Michael Jackson's death. Right. And it doesn't really matter, but... Um, that was a hot dog with kraut at one end and mayonnaise at the other. <laughs> <laughs> and you're uh, saying they don't make the home record anymore? Did they no. stop producing them? Telgo uh, went to buy them for the for the tenth anniversary party at Smith Backing. That's where we got all the stuff for it. Stop producing them. Really? Yeah. I mean, really, who wants to eat a half pound hot dog? I don't want to eat it's a hot dog. Oh, I love hot dogs, man. I love hot dogs. I don't do them. Half pound is kind of obscene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna it's your sodium for the week, right? Because that's what those are the things you think about when you're when you're forty. How much sodium is in things? <laughs> so yeah, they stopped producing them. But you know what we should have done? What's up? We should have bought that lot, that dirt lot next to. Remember before it was paved and fenced, that was a dirt lot, and that's where we did titties, wieners, and buns. We yeah. should have bought that thing. And we should have put like a an airstream trailer in the back with the kitchen, right? You know, like a or some sort of a, a small, and then put up a big ass tent, picnic tables, booze. Of course, you'd probably have to fence it in, you know. Trademark titties, wieners, and buns. Operated summer months only. Hot dogs, burgers, beer. Titties, wieners, and buns, man. You, you would have killed. Oh my god. You would have killed. We we could have bought that lot from the city for couple grand probably and uh we'd still be doing it and i'd be i'd be probably a lot less stressed and a lot more wealthy but and back then too you were the first food vendor on the street we, that's that's the claim to fame yeah there, nobody there was, was nobody nobody there was no food truck wars there wasn't even a food truck even wasn't even thought of back no then. i still remember when we when we like developed the idea for it we had just shut down the catering company and um we were just like looking for what was next, and we still had that big ass grill, and we were sitting on Telgo's porch in the upstairs and uh, talking about how we weren't into Saranac Thursdays anymore. And no offense, no offense to you know the mats and all the good people at the at the at the brewery, but Thursdays weren't my scene anymore. And it uh, got old. Yeah, and I just I, well I can't deal with big crowds, and if there's not some music that I really want to listen to, I'm I'm not going to endure it. It's just not my deal. And we were like, we should make some money off of Saranac Thursdays. You know, Fred's making plenty, you know. So um, we decided we'd, we, and I was working for a Smith Packing Company. Talgo had this building, you know, it wasn't Nail Creek yet. And uh, we decided to sell hot dogs. So we were, uh, 
trying to figure out what to call it. And uh, <laughs> Chris had worked so hard to get rid of the, the, the name Titty. Yeah, because that's his moniker, Yeah, from <laughs> I mean, I grew up with him, and we called him Titty all, all right. the way through school. And, so, and uh, so he's working for the city of Utica at that time. And <laughs> he had pretty much shed himself of it. Everybody was back to calling him Chris. And, and uh, Mark, my brother-in-law, who was our, our the third partner in that, he said, well, we should call it Chris's Wieners and Buns because it's at Chris's house. And I go, no. <laughs> We should call it Titties, Wieners, and Buns. And Telgo was like, yes! And he was all for it. He saw the value in it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of value in that name. There is. And then it was the first night that we operated, and somebody was like, you guys should get T-shirts. I mean, the logo was made for us by, I think Mammy made it for us. He was doing graphic design at the at the um, brewery, and we were buying root beers because we couldn't buy beers. And we basically bought a couple of cases of root beer so that they would make us some laminated signs with a with a logo. And it was a giant hot dog and the giant word titties. And then very small, it said wieners and buns. Incredible. We made more money on T-shirts than we made on anything else. <laughs> true, true. And then the T-shirts still live out there, too. They, I know they a do. few people that There's still have There's a couple people. I got one, but I, I don't fit in it anymore. No. It's got paint on it, but I got a new one from Telgo. Did a run of them for for that, but they weren't the white ones. He did like uh, you know safety safety yellow, safety green. But all that catapulted you to where you are today, Taylor and the Cook. It really did. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's I, true though. If you didn't have titties, wieners, and buns, do you think you'd have uh, Taylor and the Cook right now? I don't know. I, I, it's all stepping stones. Every every business I've had, every job I've had, yeah, I guess it has led me to to where we're at today, mm -hmm. but. The Taylor and the Cook and Titties, Wieners, and Buns couldn't really not be much more different than they are. True. <laughs> and I, I think about, I think about like... polar opposites, actually. Like, I, we should start it now and start making some money, but how would that jive with the guy who's got, like, the high-end restaurant in Utica now opens a, a, a hot dog joint with an obscene name? Probably <laughs> wouldn't. Like. Not anymore. You could be the silent partner. But, you know, down the road, if I, if I ever am not doing the Taylor and the Cook... Yeah, you never know. I got to do it with Titty though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have. He to. probably wouldn't talk to me anymore if I if I fired it up without him. <laughs> has he officially dropped the moniker Titty? Like, has it? Has he shed himself of that? I think there are certain places and times when uh, it's acceptable, like his camp up in the town of Ohio. Mm -hmm. It's okay to call him Titty up there, <laughs> or if he's in the HP. Right, yeah. right. But I mean, yeah, whatever. He's one of the. It's a very successful businessman in town, so absolutely I, he deserves the Chris, I suppose. Absolutely, you guys used to throw some barn burners at parties, though. Can we talk about Noblesboro? Sure, man. <laughs> Noblesboro was some of the craziest. Thing. You guys don't do that anymore, oh obviously. God, right? No. It's been years since you guys put that party together. I've seen too much. I've gone too far. You guys are all parents now. You can't do that. Yeah. We talk. We joke about reviving it, but yeah, it, it's hard to talk about. Because anybody, you know, there's probably a ha handful of people that are listening that have, ha have experienced that. But if you haven't experienced it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've been to great parties. Yeah, yeah, you throw a good party, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But, no, we throw a good party. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, right on in the on woods. It's on New York State land. It's actually. on New York State land. And and which just, you can never pull off these days. No, definitely not. And we haven't done it in, like, 10 or 12 years. That's so been that it's long. been a long time. I don't know exactly, but. And they always do it, it right around it, Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day weekend. We did it 13 times. 13 years in a row. Yeah, man. Wow. That's crazy. That's some longevity, though. Yeah, and it, there, I, there's only one person 
to my knowledge, that attended all 13. I didn't. I, I came in on, I think, the second year or the third year. Uh -huh. But it started off with, like, a couple cases of old mill long necks and one of those, uh, I guess they call them beer bong, piece of PVC pipe with the, or PVC tubing with a, another piece there, and you shove it in there, rifle it down. That was the first Noblesboro. Yeah. Second Noblesboro, we had a keg. And, uh, you know, then it just grew from there. Yeah. And then you mixed in some music and some bands and yeah, DJing. Yeah, started bringing and bands and, and then the costumes light shows and, and the costumes and, and, wow. Drugs. What a spectacle. <laughs> what a, a spectacle. A spectacle is a good word for it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you were there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we, you know, those last few years, we, we were well over 100 people in attendance. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, five, six bands. Mm -hmm. and I think it was like 20-something kegs that the biggest year. Wow. Yeah, but it got to the point where, like, the pumps weren't working, so then we brought in a three-handle unit. And it's hard to move that stuff around in the woods, so we mounted it on wheels. And it must have took you days to get a lot of that stuff into the woods. When we were at the height of it, um, we started in January with meetings. And, uh, you know, the meetings were uh, fairly unstructured. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like 20 people getting high and drinking in a room trying to and everybody's got differences of opinions and and uh, but we started it got to the point where we needed money so there was 20 to 30 of us all kicking in 100 bucks we had to have a treasurer you know it really turned it and then that's eventually what happened is is good things that that roll like that and get better and better they eventually get to the place where it, it got kind of away from what you really attended it to be because it turned into a fucking job. Yeah. I right. had to be the treasurer. I got, you know, and it's like, you got to chase the people down for money. And then where's the party. Right. And right. And then job. we had to run security the last three years we had to run security. And, and, um, I don't know. It, it was always fun, but there was a good deal of us in those last years. And I really wasn't, I would have kept doing it, but there were people in the crowd and I don't blame them a bit that were like, you know, it ain't what, what it was intended to be. And, you know, it's, it's, you had a good run, and, mm -hmm. and you retired it. People started having kids, and the ranger um, who was in charge of, of uh, that piece of property that will remain un, un, unnamed, but he retired. Wow. That was the end of it. You know, we were thinking about it. We were probably would have, you probably would have seen it scale back, Yeah, you know, to something a little bit more realistic, but when the ranger retired, that was it. It got popular. It did. It did. It got yeah. really popular. Yeah, and, and the, you know, the, the young gunslinger, DC, he went. He wasn't the new guy. Yeah. He wasn't going to let that happen. You damn hippies ain't partying no. on my lawn. No, we used to bring in a dumpster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> five quart of firewood. Jeez. We had to build a latrine. Twenty kegs of beer. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple of years, we cooked dinner that one night. It does sound like a lot of work. Oh, it was hard work, man. Mm -hmm. It was. We had to build the stage on uneven ground, you know. And it was good, though. It was a good party. I'm glad you were there, dude. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Switch it up really quick, because Stacy's like, hey, Z, aren't you playing rubboard with the old man at the Salt City Waltz, the washboard? Tim could vouch for me that I was washboard Tony at one time. I remember that well. <laughs> that was my alter ego at one time. Yeah. Washboard, Wash Tony. washboard Tony, and I would destroy washboards. I would have it, and then there would be like this crescendo of the song, and I'd just grab it. I went through like five or six washboards. Yeah, because you didn't have like one of those fancy metal ones like like the chick from uh, Electric from, Blue. From Electric Blue. <laughs> you had like the, the legit. Big ups to Callie. Big ups Cal, to whatever Cal happened to them? She's still out there. She, I'll tell I'm you, that friends. was my favorite jam at, at the at the electric company. I saw so much good music, but I used to love to see that. Electric Blue and the Cosmic Truth. They were truth. a hot band. They were the truth, too. 
And was it her husband or her boyfriend that played the lead guitar? No. No, no they were just a, friends. Oh, okay. They were all just that friends guy, and drinking Gary? buddies. Gary? Gary. He was sick. Gary Phelps. He was a sick guitar player. Great player. Great wow. band. Oh, so they were so good. They would just. And you did. But you used to have them a lot, but they never drew big. They did for like New Year's. Oh, we would yeah, have yeah. them for like New Year's and stuff like that. But I remember I seeing them in. and being like, where the fuck is everyone in this building? Like, there'd be like, you know, it wouldn't be like. Um, like the early days, it wouldn't be like Satyakavoni or or something where like you you didn't have enough people, but there just would it wouldn't be as packed as it should have been yeah. for a band like that. They were just pals. I love them. They I still great. love them. Still yeah. keep in touch with so them. So they're still Facebook. making music. On they're some not. Level. She no. is. She's still yeah. out there singing, and I think some of the other guys are doing uh, other musical projects. But uh, yeah, oh, as far as Electric band. Blue and the Cosmic Truth, no, they're not a band anymore. Great band though. Good memory. Seriously. Good memory. Seriously, that well, I I mean I got a lot of well most of them are pretty hazy but I got a lot of good <laughs> memories from these you know, a lot of good a lot of good music dude. Kelly and I used to battle on the washboard together. That I was remember our that. Thing. We yeah used yeah to go I, remember, I remember that. She would go then I'd go then she'd go. But and she I'd had go. one of those fancy metal ones that oh, you yeah. can't fuck up with a with a blowtorch. Right. I'd have mine duct taped to, the, to my neck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to hold it together. Yeah, hers had like it was built in. Yeah, yeah the sh- shoulder straps going and. Washboard Tony. She says she wants you will be again. So I got a washboard. We'll I I, uh, Do? I I stole it from um, in a drunken. I don't like to steal things, but I remember that bar that opened up in Charleston Mall, Charlestown Mall. Uh, Backstreets or something like Back that. Backstreets yeah, yeah. Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because I'm pretty sure they didn't brew anything. They didn't brew nothing. Um, I we went in there one night and the bartender was an asshole to us and so I got all disgruntled and I threw <laughs> threw this <laughs> washboard under my coat and walked out. I was like, yeah, now I I got him. Yeah, you're being asshole to me again. I steal your shit. <laughs> and it's st- actually it's. I can't even believe I'm telling you because there might be people that are like. Well, there's a statue of limitations over with. That's true. This it's probably in, it's in the uh, restaurant um, over table thirteen, the one in the corner. It sits in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have told anybody because now if somebody listening to this is going to steal that idea. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> probably the owner of the Backstreets is is going to be. He's long gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Long gone, and that's closed. They should just knock down Charlestown in general. But. Sad though, because I rem- I like used to shop for shoes there when I, my mom would take me there to get my shoes for school. Yep, the place Crazy. used to scare me to death. It is a scary my grandmother building. used to take me there, and just all oh, the floors would creak, and yeah. everything was so old in that place. And then they had the koi pond. Do you remember the koi yeah, pond? Yeah, I do. And just walking on that bridge, and everything was just so old. They used to scare the shit out of me that place what a cool place though yeah i mean but it's way beyond repair now. oh yeah there, no coming back from that yeah you can't even walk through there it, God. the roof is gonna cave on you if it hasn't no it has there's areas of that place that has caved in they should just get rid of it though absolutely get rid of it so what do you got going on anything you want to plug or anything before we get out of here we got i, just, I want I, I i already plugged what i did i, yeah. I, I want to sell some tickets to the dinner at salt city and, and i just want to sell tickets to salt city waltz i mean i'm wicked honored to be a part of it yeah i really am and and uh i don't know what else am i doing you know i got the bakery i got the restaurant I, i'm doing some consulting on the side and uh, i'm trying to be a good dad and a, and a good husband that's the most important part sometimes it ends up you know taking the back seat but uh yeah. Are you consulting for people in town or out of town? Or? Yeah, in yeah. town so far. I mean, it's not like a, uh, I'm just doing a couple of things. And, and yeah. uh, I think as a consultant, you're not supposed to talk about the things that you're consulting about. It's like so Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're yeah. like a guidance counselor right now. Kind of, kind yeah. Kind of putting people on paths. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a good listener. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you're smart, man, and you know what you're doing. You've been Thanks, doing dude. this for such a long I, time. You know, I, I've been in the restaurant business a long time. I, How I, long I'm now? I'm not going to pretend like I'm the best cook in the world or the, or the best restaurateur, but I know joke. Uh, putting some more wine in your cup here. Yeah. Coming home like horny tonight, Tori. <laughs> if he comes home. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. So I grew up in a restaurant. My dad owns Adirondack Lanes up in Barneville. It's still in the restaurant business. That's just a diner, but I started there. I'm going to say, I always say 13, which is not really legal, but if it's your family's restaurant, I guess you can get around it. But I started washing dishes and flipping eggs and making omelets. And so I'm, like 30, 30. I'm 39, yeah. and that was 13, so that long. 27 years? Yeah, it's a long time. And I mean, I was in that restaurant for the, the 13 years prior to that, you know. Well, before that, he he owned before he owned Adirondack Lanes, he owned uh, the Marble Hill Inn in Cheryl. Oh wow! And, uh, and that place is still kicking. It's still ki- so uh, Art and Monica um, are still the owners. Art was my dad's business partner. Okay, and they're just the greatest people in the world. Yeah, they really are, and and they are they're killing it. He does there. a great business. Oh. I've been told they sell more beer than than any bar around. I don't know. They're busy. And Damon told me they're like the number one UC account around for bars yeah. in, and now in the, the 315. Um, they have four children, but two of them are, are running it. So it's a second generation bar. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, that's, I remember, you know, being in the kitchen there and Monica was cooking and my dad was cooking. And so I, you could say I got 39 years in the restaurant business, honest to God, without, you know, I, I wouldn't ever say that like as on my resume and 39 years in the restaurant. Oh, how old are you? 39. But, Grew up in it. Would the ultimate goal for you to pass down Taylor and the Cook to your kids? Absolutely not. Yeah. No? No, no. Absolutely not. No. I don't want either of them in the restaurant business. Really? It's hard, dude. It's really hard. Hmm. It's really hard. It's it's every night, every weekend, stressful. Do you Hot. rather see him a doctor or a lawyer or something? I'd rather see him something, you know, like I'm very proud of what I do. I'm proud of where I've gotten. I love my life. I love my family. I love my, my business partners, my businesses, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. It is a hard business. I tried Especially to in it. this area, too. Yeah, it's hard everywhere. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Utica can be a tough climate. It's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm real thankful for, for the, the, the base that we've built, both in the restaurant and the bakery, you know. But it's hard. I can't say it enough, and I'm not complaining. Don't, please don't misunderstand me. You know, this is the life I chose. A restaurant and hospitality is my life's work, but um, I can't say I'd do it all over again. I'd probably pick something a little bit different, you know. Well, there's such a rich food culture here in Utah. There really is. But it's you so always cool stay ahead of that curve, of though. I always feel cool like you're ahead of that. that. Yeah, I, I, we do get out of town a lot. Mm-hmm. Melissa, my favorite thing to do is to get out of town and, and uh, um we get babysitters. You know, we find somebody to take the kids for the weekend. We spend, you know, I think it's important to, as much as I work and as, as much as I'm away from my family, you know, Melissa and I really work hard to uh, spend time together. And we definitely could do better. And also with friends. And, you know, we go to New York or we go, you know, I want to eat at other restaurants. I want to, uh, that's the most important part of my job. And it's also a real good time. But how could I, if I never leave my the four walls of my restaurant, I'll never be creative. I got to see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Rip off ideas. I mean, there's nothing original in food, really. You know, like it's all been done before. It's just a matter of of 
how you put the flavors together and how you treat the food. And so, yeah, I love eating at other restaurants. So maybe if you think I stay ahead of the curve, then I appreciate that. And it's if, if we do, it's because I definitely spend time in other restaurants. You're doing a lot of research. Yeah, man. I'm, I've gotten to the place where I got the best staff in, in all of Utica and arguably in New York State. And because of that, I, I do have a little bit of flexibility now to step away. Um, I'm not on the line as much as I used to be. When we went from four days to six days, I coincidentally also had my second, our second child at that time. And, and uh, you know, about five years into it, it's like I can't work six nights. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need your me time, family time. You do. So you're going to go bonkers. Seriously. Yeah. And and Melissa had made the decision to step away from the business because we both couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. That was just insane. Especially with two kids. Yeah. And also, I'm an asshole. Uh, so she didn't want to work with me anymore. Um, and our marriage is so much stronger since we don't work together. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's gotta be tough having your honey where you make your money as they say, or what's the other saying? You can't dip your pen in company ink. That's the truth. Right. (laughs) You know, and we ran that thing together. I mean, it wouldn't be what it is today without her in the, I mean, and people still, she'd been gone from the restaurant about three years. Mm -hmm. Well, she left when the bakery opened and then, uh, so almost four years, and people are like, "We miss Melissa." You know, I got a great staff in the front of the house, and they do an excellent job. But uh, it's it's different without her there. But that was a best the best decision we made is is her taking a step away. Yeah, you know, because we're better off for it. You're we a lucky man, though. I am, and she's super supportive on everything you do. She's the best. Yeah, I'm sure she, really she wants is. to choke you half the time. No, <laughs> probably seventy percent. Seventy percent. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough life. So that's the, all those are. No, I don't. I don't want the, you know, but you are predisposed to the restaurant business when you grow up in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in it's not the tailor and the cook, but I grew up in a diner. You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people that are in food service that grew up in food service. Yeah, right. I'm not saying that's everybody. Right. Not by any stretch. But it's already what they know. You're, it's ingrained. You and, know, you right. Know. Right. Exactly. And that's you. Yeah, man. You're stuck, brother. My dad, my dad is self-employed and still runs his business. He's, mm-hmm. I'm 39, so he's 69, and uh, still doing it. Still doing it. 80, 90 hours a week at Arondek Lanes in Barneville is uh, for sale, and uh, he's looking for a buyer. Yeah, is he? Oh, yeah. Is it big enough to do rock concerts? It's totally <laughs> it big enough big. to do. That place is huge. It's funny. Back in the day, because, you know, bowling is a wintertime thing. Mm-hmm. Now he, he gets by in the summer with volleyball out back. But back in the, I'm going to say in the 90s, one of his ideas, I never really went over that well, but it was a cool concept, was to do concerts in there. You know, local concerts like, you know, like Rattle Basket and, uh, you know, Liebing played there a bunch. And, and uh, But he would transform the bowling alley into a little concert thing. So he had a stage out on the lanes. Did he? Yeah. And then the dance floor, you know, about bowling alleys like you have to have special shoes on there you can't have like street shoes on the approaches has to be clean and and you have to be able to slide on it so he would put down a dance floor over that and then he got the ball returns you know that a bowling alley is always a bowling alley right you 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 if you were had your eyes closed and you'd know you were in a bowling alley you know what i'm saying yeah and he made these tables that went over the ball returns you know and 
I bet he's got some pictures somewhere, but he almost, uh, almost transformed that into. So if you walked in there and didn't know that you were looking at a bowling, he had a big curtain across the, like middle of the lanes, so you couldn't see the machines behind him. Very cool. And then the band was there, and there's you know four tables where the four ball returns were, and they had like drapes around them, and uh, he danced on the on the lanes. And the and ceiling was high enough. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably. I'm going to say, so I'm six. Um, if my arm's outstretched, that's like 11 feet, right? And it's still another five, six feet. Okay. Yeah. But it never took off. I mean, it wasn't like my dad is a, a, a savvy businessman, and he was booking local talent, you know. And I I don't know if he had a rattle basket. That's just the one that popped into my head. Remember those guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the matter with the world today? <laughs> he had, you know, good local talent. Probably I, I wouldn't even say regional you know, just local. Um, but, uh, you know, some singles, you know, it's like single performers, but then like full bands too. Wow. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Never took off though. No. Still a bowling alley. Go check out Adirondack Lanes over yeah, there on Route do. 12. Buy it. It's been there forever. Buy, Buy it. it. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll talk to some of our powers that be. Tim, before we get out of what'd you make me today? I didn't, I didn't even talk about what you made me. So that's one of the dishes that uh, great, by the we're going to be serving uh, um, at the at the Salt City Waltz. That's a beef carbonade. So it's a beer-braised beef. Um, it's a beef shank, and it's braised. Actually, we were using uh, Saranac Oktoberfest. Um, which isn't quite traditional, but it's a good local beer. And, and uh, so then you got some braised winter greens and uh, uh, homemade egg noodles and uh, some fried leeks on the top there. Oh, that's great, man. There's enough for you to take home, too. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to the old lady. She'll love you for it. Right. <laughs> You're a beautiful man, Tim Hardiman. How can people check you out online or if they want to make a reservation for Taylor and the Cook? How if you want to make a reservation for the Taylor and the Cook, you go to the thetaylorandthecook.com and you can book it right there. You can call us at the restaurant, 624-FOOD. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, Utica Bread, same deal, uticabread.com. Um, we're gearing up for Thanksgiving over there, so you can call us at 624-BAKE there. This is your busy uh, season right now, huh, okay. from Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving through Christmas? Something. Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving week is, I mean, we do more in one week than we do in full months. It's like pies. Pies and a lot of bread and yeah. rolls. And yeah, it's, uh, it's crunch time. Crunch time. Big time. Grind away, brother. I'm proud of you and all your successes, well, likewise, man. man. We've, uh, likewise. I feel like we grew up together, even though it, we started in our 20s together. Yeah, that's growing but up. It is kind of, because if you think about it, man, it's been since 02, so. <laughs> I definitely wasn't grown up when I met you when right, I started going to your bar. Neither was I. Not at all. Far from it, but... Uh, Success and nothing less, my friend, man. Thanks, brother. Proud of everything and the same you're doing, you. man. You're, you keep killing it. Keep grinding away and doing your thing, man. Before we get out of here, though, I got to give some love and respect out to my sponsors. In fact, my good friend Mike Sacco over at Nye Volkswagen, no, nah, Nye Volkswagen in Rome is giving you a deal for listening to us. If you walk into Nye Volkswagen, go into their showroom at 5865 Tabor Road in Rome, and you'd mention Disruption Network and say, hey, I'm friends with Z, which everybody thinks they are but anyways if you go in there and say hey i listen to disruption network and they told me you'll give me 250 dollars off any vehicle purchase if i purchase my next vw you could go right in there and do it you could check out all their inventory at com or go into their showroom mention the d 250 dollars off any purchase that's pretty cool it's a good deal that's a good deal pretty good deal it's pretty much shaving off your tax of the vehicle so go in there. And nobody check wants it out. to pay tax. Nobody wants to pay tax. So knowing the D, we, we'll shave the tax for you, if you will. 
NyeVolkswagenOfRome.com. Check out their inventory. Big ups to my friend Mike Sacco. And also my friend Eddie Alzheimer. You know Eddie, right? Yeah, man. EJA Moving Company. We went to high school together. Did you? Yeah. Eddie's a good man. And Eddie is a hardworking son of a bitch. Let me tell you. It's good He's to know. He's got his great moving company. If you're yeah, looking yeah, to I've move seen, and get I'm, out... Hope I don't have to move anytime soon. <laughs> right, I know it's such a pain in the ass to but move. I hate moving. That's why you need people like Eddie in his business, right? And he'll do everything for you. Let him break his back instead of you doing <laughs> it. Complete packing and unpacking. He he does it all. If you're looking to move your office or your house or whatever, Eddie will do it for you. You call him today at three one five three three five zero five one six. Clean toilets? I don't think he'll clean no, toilets, I but either. I bet he's got a guy that will. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Eddie's got a guy for Eddie. everything. Eddie's, I haven't seen him in forever. He's Eddie's a great a, guy. He's a resourceful human being. He really is. I agree with that. You can hit him up online, ejamoving.com. So thank you so much for, to all our sponsors. And I'm off tomorrow because we got the Bob Dylan show over at the Stanley. I'll see you there. That's going to be a big, big night. And next week we'll be back on Monday, and I can't even think of what I got going on next week. Is next week Thanksgiving? Yeah, dude. It already? Didn't it sneak up so quick? Doesn't it do it every year, though? Every time. It really does. Life just flies by. You never know what the hell's going on anymore. <laughs> I, I want to remind just keep getting older, and they stay the same age. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Wooderson. Wait, was that his name? What was his name? Woodard? Uh, Woody Wooderson? No, that's no, no, the, no, I don't know what his name was, but I've seen the movie a hundred times. Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah. I can't even remember. I think it was and now he's like, isn't it weird, but he like is that character now? Like Right. Stoner. You know, like. <laughs> Actually, I saw him do a cool thing. It was last year, but somebody reposted this that he gave out like four thousand turkeys for really? Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Good he's, dude. He's a good dude for sure. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is what happens. We just get yeah. rolling, and you, know, you got to come back though. Please come back. Yeah, well, let's do it more than once a year. Yeah, I would love that. Just come and hang out too. If you want to come and co-host, just pull a Chris Mandry. Just walk in. I love that shit. I really do. I love the whole spontaneity of. I can't everything. believe we didn't talk about Chris Mandry at all. Well, that gives you room for you to come in and gives you a reason to. Come I back actually in. thought this was all a, like a ruse, on, a real creative ruse on his part, and that because I want, I was like, dude, you got to, you know, stop in. I'm on, I'm on Z's show, and he's like, um. Oh, driving to Cali and I thought that you know that would be just how he surprised you know he just walked in he thought he like he really it. cares that much about me <laughs> like he was pulling an Andy Kaufman or yeah, something right I could see him doing that and then he just walks in with some funny hat on <laughs> or Pink Schneider you ever yeah. see his character oh yeah well, that, remember last year when I was on we like watched the whole uh, oh right like it got it got in depth. That's right when he smashed the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and he was in the front row of, of the uh, of the concert, and he's like holding the pumpkin. The, the three eleven concert. That's a funny video. It's out he there on YouTube. He's shot. Good luck to you out there, Chris Mandry. The other thing I do got to mention too. I can't believe I forgot this, but this Saturday, our friends over here at the D and Wrestle Fandom Radio, they're having a quadruple CD release party. At uh, the Mill in Rome, it's this Saturday night. It's a free show, free. And I, this is what I love about the D is like all these shows because we have seven different shows on the network yeah, now, yeah. and a lot of these guys all have bands. We all have bands, which is right. super cool. So four of them are getting together. They're all releasing CDs at the same day, and it's oh, going. That's what you mean by quadruple. All four yeah, of them are releasing cool. it. Yeah. So it's Fight for Rome, which is are the guys from. Wrestle Fandom Radio and Rated R, my good friend Sean, also Wrestle Fandom Radio. No Compliance and Uncle Rico. And Uncle Rico's making their debut and they're releasing an album it's all the same day. For a band. Uncle Rico. <laughs> for sure. That's all going on at the Mill in Rome this Saturday night. Support your local music, people. 
support. It, it is Wooderson, by the way. It is. Ba- Bandage, our fact checker, is saying okay. David Wooderson. If you want David the full Wooderson. name, thank you, Dave. I really appreciate it. I thought it was Woody Wooderson. Well, I thought it was Woody Wooderson too. That's a guy who used to sell cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Woody Woodard. Oh, Woody Woodard. <laughs> You can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the content we have here on the D at DisruptionNetwork.net. Tim Hardiman, thank you so much for coming to man. EC, thank you. Love you, brother. We'll see you you. soon. You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving, relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Only on the D.